Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 says, And the Lord came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. Amen. Many times I often hear eager believers boasting with great pride that they are called by God, perhaps to preach, perhaps to lead, perhaps to teach, perhaps to the nations or some other great thing. To which, to some, I have to reply, do you think that makes you special? Because, my friend, everyone is. It's the Great Commission, and we've all been given it. However, the sad truth is that while many may profess it, very few will ever truly fulfill it. Because while many are called, few are chosen. Of course, many want the seeming grandeur of being called to the nations, but are you willing to speak to your neighbor? You want to be given a mighty congregation, but are you neglecting the Nineveh next door? The ghetto down the street, the hospital, the orphan, the widow in need. Because the few who are doing these small, unseen, unglorious things are the ones that he's going to trust to send out in his name. Why would he send you to the nations when you won't even be sent to the next city when he calls you? Why would he send you to the nations if you won't even be sent to a nursing home, or a rehab, or a homeless shelter, or a high school, is he calling you? Because the word says that he who is faithful in the small things, he, he will make ruler over much. Prove yourself faithful in Jerusalem, and then he will send you into all the world. In Matthew 22, verse 11, we're reading a parable that Jesus gave about a certain king who was throwing a marriage supper for his son. And he caused his servants to go out into the streets and invite everyone to come in and take part so that the house would be full and it would be a glorious celebration. And we pick up this story in verse 11 when Jesus is saying, And when the king came in to see the guest, He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how comest thou in here not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. Today I want to talk to you about the many 
and the few because there is a gospel being preached that is very inclusive, but the word of Jesus is finite, making it seem that everyone's going to get in if you just say that you believe. But in this parable that Jesus himself spoke, he says that everyone was indeed invited and everyone had equal opportunity in accessing the marriage supper. They were all called to come in and participate, to have a place with him. Yet because this man did not put on a wedding garment, which the book of Revelations tells us very clearly in chapter 19, verses 7 and 8, is our robes of righteousness. Because this man was not in right standing, it says he was not chosen and was cast out. My friend, Jesus is coming. The marriage supper of the Lamb is being prepared. Seek the Lord now while he may be found. Not title, stages, prestige, applause, or fame. Seek humility and obedience. Seek the fruits of the Spirit. Seek righteousness. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. The first passage that I read to you was about the Great Commission and how so many feel that calling, but how so few truly fulfill it. I'm so tired of people getting a word and then they change their title, but they've never changed their position to a position of submission and picked up their cross and followed Jesus through the wilderness. They won't be faithful in the little. They won't serve. They want to be served. They want to be somebody when Jesus said, be willing to die that I might live. Because in that great commission, Jesus said he would be with us in all the nations. Wherever he sends us, he will be with us. But can he endorse you with the power of heaven? Are you reflecting his righteousness? Have you been willing to humble yourself? And seek his correction, his direction. Have you been faithful in the little thing, in the unseen, where he teaches you and prunes you and strips you in a way that won't shame you or his name? Because he wants you to bring him glory. Jesus said that it pleases the Father when we bear much fruit. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 10 says that God is a good father who chastises us, who corrects us, that we might be partakers of his holiness. It says, now no chastising for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruits of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. The reason we see such a lack of righteousness in the church today is because we have a people that don't want to be corrected. They shun chastisement. They flatter and fluff and feed their flesh. They seek teachers after their own lust, having itching ears, saying to the seers and the prophets, prophesy unto us smooth things. Tell us what we want to hear. God cannot use you, dear heart, until you're willing to be taught. To recognize that your righteousness is as filthy rags. 
Paul said that there are many who have a zeal, but not according to knowledge, not having submitted themselves to God's righteousness or what he says is right. They go about trying to create their own righteousness. What we think is right, what we think is will work, will not work. In fact, the scripture says there is a way that seems right to a man, but at the end, it is death. It is destruction. It will never work out the way you think it will. You must submit. You must humble yourself before the Lord God Almighty. Seek his face. Open his word. Believe what it has to say and choose to obey. Continuing in this passage, it says that chastisement from the Lord may not seem pleasant in the moment, but it is meant to produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness in you. It says, wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. The devil has crept into many a church and sold the people another Jesus preaching a false gospel. An easy, selfish, please me message that does not line up with the teachings of Jesus. Remember the commission that I read you at the beginning. He said, I will be with you. And to the ends of the world, no matter where I send you, I will be with you and I will endorse you with power. If you teach them everything whatsoever I have told you. The reason there's such a powerless, counterfeit church today with no staying power, no endurance, no faith. It's because they're not reading or teaching what Jesus had to say, so he is not with them. He is not in it. He will not endorse it. And so they have to rely on entertainment, which is fleeting because it feeds our emotions, which are ever-changing. But God is unchanging. His word is unchanging. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes, but everything he touches does and when the power of God is with you no matter where he sends you people will be changed God will break the chains of bondage because the anointing who is Jesus will step in and break the yokes of bondage when you preach the message that he gave us a message of repentance a message of holiness a message of righteousness. But so few do this. Most people go to church today to seek physical blessings from God. But Paul said in this passage that we just read to seek the correction of God, that it might produce the fruits of righteousness in you unto eternal blessings. Because without it, you will have no access or part in the kingdom. He also said in this passage that seeking to please God through receiving his correction and fatherly direction will cause your feet to stay to the straight path. Which brings us full circle back to the many and the few, the called versus the chosen, the rejected or the righteous. For Jesus makes it very clear exactly who the many and the few are. In Matthew seventeen thirteen, 
when he says, enter ye in at the straight gate. Remember, he said, when you are willing to receive correction, it will produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness in you that your feet might stay on the straight way. But if you don't, it says you will be turned out of the way. You'll walk another path. Jesus says, enter ye in at the straight way. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and Many there be which go therein, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You see, my friend, the many that Jesus said were called, are the same many that stayed on the wide and easy road, while the few that were chosen are the same few who decided to crucify the flesh with its selfish desires, pick up their cross, and follow after Jesus down that straight and narrow path of righteousness. Because to be led by His Spirit is to be led by His righteousness into righteousness. Laying aside foolish lust and vain babblings and simply doing what he says is right. To pick up your cross and follow after him is to do what he did and say, Father, not my will, but your will be done. The few that truly do this will follow him down the narrow path into eternal life while the many that don't are only deceiving themselves into believing that they are okay, while all the while they are on the broad way, marching headlong to hell. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, or else you are only deceiving yourself. Now we understand that our righteousness is found in him and is not of our own ability or logic or understanding. But we've got to humble ourselves and come to Jesus. We've got to cry out to him for mercy. We've got to acknowledge him for what he is. And we've got to believe that God is God and nothing is impossible for him. That he made a way that Jesus shed his blood to atone for us, to cleanse us, that we might be filled with his spirit and receive the very spirit of grace that would empower us with the grace. Grace not being an excuse for sin, but the empowerment to overcome it and that we might believe and receive it and walk in the victory of it. To know that our God is stronger than the devil, that the blood is stronger than the curse, that the Holy Spirit is stronger than temptation or any demon or any lie from it. That we can say, get ye behind me, Satan. I have authority over you because of the power that lives inside of me for if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me then how shall I say that I cannot mortify the deeds of the flesh shall anything be impossible for those who believe I gotta come to him every day and abide in that place as I pray and say Lord produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness in me correct me 
I've got to be willing to submit, to get into a position of submission that he might prepare me to walk out this great commission that we have been given. Or else I'm going to end up like the many that were called and never be one of the few who were chosen. Lord, I want to serve you. I want to please you. I want to rightly represent you. I want to produce the good fruits of righteousness. And I want to be used to tell others the good news. That you have made a way of escape from death, hell, and the grave. And that you have overcome him today. That there is victory over sin. That there is freedom from the one who binds you to it. That we don't have to stay in bondage in Egypt. Because the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. And if Jesus is the anointed one and he lives and breathes inside of me. If my God is alive then right now I can be set free. If I truly believe my friend he is victory for you today. But so few truly believe it, even though they say they do. They never get off the wide path and walk that narrow road of righteousness. Because if they walk the path, following the leading of the Holy Spirit of Jesus, they would produce the fruits of the Spirit, which are the fruits of righteousness. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness. Patience, self-control, faith, humility, holiness. Because if it's the Holy Spirit, its job is to make you holy and to produce God's holy character in you. That is the fruits of the Spirit, the righteousness, His righteousness, who He is. Because this passage continues to say that every tree which produces not good fruit will be cut down and cast into the fire. Jesus continues this warning to the many on the wide and easy road. And we need to heed the words of Jesus and stop repeating the words of men and denominations and celebrities and entertainment. What did Jesus have to say about it? Because this is Jesus' sermon on salvation. And so few believe it. Jesus continues as he is preaching this warning that the many, most people will follow the wide path that is easy. And as he continues his warning to these many on the wide and easy road, we see him say something that should shake us all. While the few choose to pick up their cross and follow Jesus down the straight and narrow, the many on the wide road have followed false teachers, false prophets, and false preachers, the wolves in sheep's clothing. The many on the wide road are there because they have followed false teachers, false prophets, false preachers, the wolves in sheep's clothing. The ones that sold them a lie of ease and prosperity. That they could walk a road of unrighteousness and still be walking towards heaven. They flattered and fluffed their pride and their lust and led them to their church, but not to Jesus. They did not help them by telling them to crucify their will so that God's will through them might be fulfilled. They said, just profess that he is Lord and do nothing more. But they did not correct them or exhort them. 
to be subject to him as Lord. So that when they stand before him at the end, they will be astonished at what he will tell them. Because the many on the wide road, they thought they were saved. But they weren't. Because they had never given their life away that Christ might live through them. They did their own will and not the will of Jesus. They professed him with their lips, but their hearts and their obedience was far from him. They did not follow him. They did not walk in righteousness. What a sad and dreadful place to find yourself in at the end of this wide path walked by the masses. We continue the passage in verse 21 where Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. This will shake a lot of people's theology. But you've got to make a decision. Are you going to believe men, denominations, or Jesus? Because he's saying not everybody who professes me as Lord is getting into heaven. Jesus said it doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter if you acknowledge him, if your heart is still far from him. You might believe in him, but do you believe him? Because James said even the demons believe and tremble. It's not enough to believe that he exists. In fact, it's the height of rebellion to believe him, but not believe in him, not to believe what he has spoken unto obedience. To believe that he is God, that he came and was raised from the dead, that all power was given unto him and still not obey him is utter rebellion. And it will heap a greater damnation on those who profess to believe in him, but do not believe him. Yes, you believe that he is God, but do you believe what he has spoken? Have you read his words and said, Lord, let it change me that I might please you? Or have you tried to change his words that they might please you? Jesus said, not everyone who professes me as their Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. For many shall say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils and done many wonderful works. Have we not served you even in the church, Lord? And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. You were never really mine. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You were still in sin. You did not believe that I was victory over it. And made a way of escape from it. For the word of God says that there is no temptation under heaven by which God has not made a way of escape. Did you believe in the deity of Christ enough to seek him for that way? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. My friend, Jesus made a way of escape, and it comes by faith. But true faith in who he is will cause you to seek him for that way and not simply trust what your lust or what others have to say. So pray. 
ask him today to show you the way. It won't be the easy one, but it will be the right one. Because it is written, seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. And he will come in and commune with you and lead you into all truth. But then the real test begins. Because true faith in what he says in the place of seeking will cause you to trust him unto obedience. And just like faithful Abraham, it will be counted unto you for righteousness. So learn today to follow his leading even when it's not flesh-pleasing. Because so few truly do, but they are the few among the many. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In Luke 18.8 says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man come, shall he find any faith on the earth. Yes, my friend, many are called. A very many. In fact, all are called. But of the called, very few are chosen. My prayer today is that you would be among them. Lord, we come to you humbly and we ask in submission. Teach us to hear your voice and follow its leading. Lord, you said that your sheep would know your voice and another they would not follow, but so few truly do know your voice, Lord, because they've spent all of their time listening to men, to denominations, to programs, to entertainments, to anything but Jesus. Lord, I pray that you raise up a people who will get on their knees and seek your face and stay in that place of prayer and praise until they meet you there and you show them the right way. Lord, help us to seek your correction and not just your blessings. Give us a hunger to learn the lessons and not try to be the one who's always professing what we think we know. Lord, let us be the ones who will say, yes, Lord, send me. I will go to the unseen, to the unglorious, to the places where you're truly needed, Lord. Not grabbing for fame and big stages, Lord, but willing to get down on our face and pray and intercede or go out into the streets, the highways and the byways where the people are desperate for a savior. So easy to preach to the save and believing in the churches and the big meetings. But they're not the ones that really need it, Lord. Give us a heart that seeks the one who's calling from the depths of their soul for a real anointing to step in and break the yoke of bondage off of their life to the addiction, to the drug addict, to the orphan, to the homeless, to the widow, to the broken, to the nursing home, to the school to take territories, to fulfill the Great Commission and take the gospel out into the nations. The real gospel, the words you have spoken to the real nations, the lonely and the broken, the people that nobody are going to. God, we thank you for the stages that reach multitudes. We praise you for your mighty outpouring in your spirit. We appreciate it. But I pray today, God, that you would raise up a people that love you 
and that love the loss enough to bring you to them at all costs even if they get nothing for it but hardship this side of glory because you're going to tell their story one day before all of the saints and the angels and what a story it will be when all of creation sees that they did it for your glory and on that day you will crown them with a crown of glory and a crown of righteousness because they laid down their logic and their very lives to do what you said was right. God teaches to see things through your eyes, not through the logic of men or the lies of the enemy, the lust of the flesh or the pride of life. Teach us to pick up our cross, make us a living sacrifice. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.